Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves but not the wrong kind of attention, at Kaufman. Schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciency sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. Official medical coincidence partner of the NFL. Brought to you by the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day, but each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar who will be your host in this roundup of the past week of fake news. And I wish I could give credit to the whoever actually made that video. That was pretty good. So I've, I've seen that shared a little bit here lately. And, and I would just like, even though they're not technically a sponsor, as in they haven't given me money or you know anything for including their, their commercial there at the beginning, but yet I would still like to promote them because I, I believe in what they're doing. So uh, th- what I want to talk about today is the Durham report. As I said on the last episode, I'm kind of a little bit a week behind on catching up with some of the news. This was a big thing early on last week, and yet there's been so many news cycles since then. You've probably forgotten all about the Durham report, and there's really some things in there that I think are worth going back a little bit, taking a second look. Honestly, the Durham report is over 300 pages long. So I know 99.9% of Americans are not even going to read any of it because it's so big. But I want to ask if we could just slow down for a minute, if we could look at just one page. Can you do? Can you take you know 20 minutes or 30 minutes here? Can we just look together at one page of the Durham report? I think one page will tell enough of the story that you don't have to read it all the rest, okay? But can we just look at one page? Could you, could you walk with through me on that? Because I really think it's worth your time. Now, I say 99.9% of Americans won't read it, but over 50% of Americans have no idea what the Durham report even is or who John Durham even is. 
So let's talk about that real quick. Let's let's maybe back up a, a, a few steps. So at the end of 2016, Donald Trump won the presidential election against Hillary Clinton that year, much to everybody's surprise, much to my surprise. I honestly, I just believed the fake news. I believed the fake polls they had going that said he had no chance the day before the election. 99% chance, according to the front page of the New York Times, 99% chance that Hillary Clinton is going to win that election. Everybody was blown away the night of the election. I remember staying up late that night watching the results come in. I was blown away. I mean, I didn't want Hillary to win, but I was still shocked. I still didn't think Trump had a chance. So I I had believed all the fake polls trying to disenfranchise and discourage Republican voters from even trying to go vote for him. I had believed all that, and it was all a sham. And so um, took caught us all by surprise, although I think I handled the surprise a little better than, than most people did. So um, anyway, Donald Trump won that election. Um, but I, th- I don't remember, even before, but especially after he won that election, then there were countless accusations of it being illegitimate. You know, the thing that they say is election denial now. Well, Hillary Clinton went around saying Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. The D- Democrats kept saying we shouldn't even seat him, you know, try to overthrow him at the electoral college level. Um, when they're voting for the electors, you know, they tr- they tried to do everything they could to stop him. All the stuff they throw a fit about Republicans doing now, they tried to do it to Trump to stop him from becoming president. They tried to say he was illegitimate because he had colluded with Russia. And so for years, you just heard about Russia, 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 Russian collusion, Russian this, Russian that, all this Russian collusion, conspiracy theory nonsense that... Um, probably for the first two and a half, maybe three years of Donald Trump's presidency, the majority of his presidency, that he was constantly being accused of working with the Russians to subvert our democracy. <laughs> it still has always sounded ridiculous, no matter how many times I say it. I can't even say it without cracking a smile. Now, let me tell you my journey on this. You know, as I said, I was a little bit caught off guard by Trump even winning myself. I never thought he had colluded with Russia or any of that stuff. But... Since I was taken by surprise so much, I thought, okay, well, maybe I'm like, this is a little bit of an awakening for me. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I already knew the news lied a lot, but maybe they're even faker than I thought. And so, but honestly, I couldn't, I just didn't know what was real anymore. I went through a period for a few months where I was just never sure what was real. And, um, and so I kind of wandered in that phase for a little bit. And what I mean by that, it seemed like half the country was constantly looking at things and they were connecting all these dots and saying, wow, it's so obvious that Donald Trump is colluding with Russia. No matter what he would do, you know, he picks Rex Tillerson to be his secretary of state. Oh, well, this is because of his Russian connections. And then he fires Rex Tillerson from being secretary of state. Oh, well, this is just because, you know, Russia wanted him to do that. Everything that Trump did, they would just say it had some kind of Russian... um, they would tie it into some kind of Russian conspiracy theory, you know, and, the, and then they're coming up with these ridiculous stories about the, the prostitutes in Moscow and, and all that stuff. So anyway, as I <laughs> as I uh, <clears throat> as I just kind of looked around me, I'm like, well, half the country is over here connecting all these dots and I'm not seeing how they're getting from point A to point B or to point Z, you know, with all those silly connections they drew in between. I wasn't seeing it. But I thought, is there something wrong with me? Because I got the 2016 election so wrong. Like, is it something that that I'm not seeing? And so I just had just my, my perspective was, let's just wait and see. 
And so, you know, for the first few years of Trump's presidency, um, he was plagued with this scandal of they said he was colluding with Russia. Uh, for me, by you know, before the first year of it was up, you know, I kind of said, okay, every single time they put out a theory of how or what that Trump did to collude with the Russians, every time they say they got a smoking gun, every single time they come out with one of their theories, it always falls apart. I'm like, oh, well, this is just, they are lying or they're hallucinating. And in some cases, I think they were definitely lying, as we're going to talk about today, this report will show. And in some cases, I think Democrats were literally hallucinating. See, when someone is a conspiracy theorist, they start drawing all these connections between two different things that might actually have nothing to do with each other. But in the mind of the conspiracy theorist, they're drawing all these lines, connecting all these dots. They really think they see something going on here. It's a hallucination. Like that's actually, that's, that's the most common type of hallucination is we think two things are related when they're not, you know, people think, people think hallucination means, um, that you're seeing like a, the ghost of somebody who's not there. Like you're, like you're crawling through the desert and you see an oasis up ahead. You know, we think that's what a hallucination is that extremely rare that something like that happens. But if you actually study hallucinations, we do it almost on a daily basis. We hallucinate things that are not there. We imagine a connection between two things that actually are totally unrelated events. We we do it constantly. Um, we think we see stuff that's not there. So that if, the, if you learn about hallucinations, and this is this is part of my journey I'm talking about, is I started to learn more and more about kind of how the human mind works in 2016, 2017. Um, I, I started, yeah, you know, I got just a new outlook on reality in a way nothing totally radical i'm not like saying it's not like i took lsd or something but it's like i just started to understand more of how how things connect together in the world and how the human mind is so fragile these democrats just really could not handle the cognitive dissonance that um that trump won fair and square they couldn't handle that so they had to come up with all kinds of wild wacky theories to explain this thing that happened right in front of their eyes that they, that they couldn't understand. And so part of this was the Russian conspiracy theory. And then there were the more elite Democrats out there, like Adam Schiff and some other people you're going to find out about today. They knew the whole time this thing was bogus, and yet they were going on national television and constantly trying to stir the pot and make people think that it was real. And so anyway, that that's that, so let's get back to that. Maybe we can talk some more sometime about how the human mind... If you want to hear about that and some stuff I learned on that, you know, let me know. Shoot, shoot me an email to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. Let me know what you'd like to hear about if you want us to, to dig into that sometime. Um, this was a hallucination on the part of most Democrats. So much so that Robert Mueller was appointed as a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump and his connections to Russia. And he was supposed to be the, you know, the, the, the big guy who was going to bring Trump down. Again, Democrats, they really believe this. They were getting Mueller tattooed on themselves. They were talking about how he's going to save the country. He's going to slap the handcuffs on Trump. We heard constant news stories for years. The walls are closing in. Mueller's going to uncover everything. He's going to blow this thing out of the water. You just wait and see. Literally, Democrats getting tattoos of the guy because they thought he was just going to be their, their savior. Um, Mueller comes out with his report after spending a year or two looking into Trump and the supposed Russian connections after doing all that. Um, and Democrats constantly acting like every time Trump 
complained about it and said, I'm being investigated over nothing. You know, they said, oh, he's just trying to cover it up. He's a criminal. He's trying to hide the truth. Then the truth came out. Robert Mueller's report came out. Here is what he said right at the start of his report, right at the first. You don't have to read the whole 200 or whatever page report. Let me read you this one line. It says, although the investigation established that the Russian government perceived it would benefit from a Trump presidency and work to secure that outcome, and that the campaign expected it would benefit electorally from information stolen and released through Russian efforts. The investigation, talking about Mueller's own investigation, he says the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. So there was no connection. Yeah, maybe the Russians did some stuff to mess around with the U.S. election, Maybe they did want Trump to win because Hillary Clinton wanted to go to war against Russia. This is what people forget. She wanted to start a war with Russia over in Syria. So they didn't want Hillary Clinton to be president. That is true. But there was no conspiracy or collusion or whatever between Trump and the Kremlin. That was not going on. Robert Mueller put that out there after spending years trying to bring Trump down because that was his job. He's supposed to try to find a crime that Trump did investigated him to high heaven, couldn't find a crime. So he submitted his report, and um, and then that was supposedly the end of that. You know, the Democrats never admitted that they lied. They never looked back and did some self-reflection and said, oh, well, I guess all those times Trump was complaining, he was actually telling the truth. You know, they never came back and did that. <laughs> they never came back and acknowledged in the elites who knew that it was bogus the whole time, they never got held to account. They were never forced to admit that they had lied all those times. And so then there is some more questions about this. Well, if the Trump collusion narrative with Russia, if that if that had no basis in reality, then where did it come from? Who came up with this idea? Who put it out there? So a man named John Durham was then appointed as a special counsel to investigate that. That's what brings us to today. I'm not talking about the Mueller report today. I want to talk about the Durham report, which was actually just released the last week, which the media really didn't want to talk about because it shows how many of their stories had been fake during that three-year period, how many of the, of the Pulitzers that places like the New York Times won for doing investigative journalism on the Trump-Russia connection that now turned out to be completely fictional. So they didn't want to talk about this and all the, all the lies that they had told on behalf of the Democrats. So you might not have heard very much about the Durham report. Or you might have said, oh my goodness, it's 300 pages. It's overwhelming. Why would I want to sit down and spend my Tuesday night reading through all that? So again, I would just like you to walk with me here through one page. I just want to talk about one page of the Durham report. We're just going to go to page number 91. I would just like you to know what page 91 says. Can I encourage you to do that with me? Okay. <laughs> so this will be a little boring because it's a, it's a report submitted to the judicial branch. It's got in notes that, that most of the pages in notes, we're not even going to read those. Okay. That's, that's one nice thing. It's a, maybe it's a 300 page report, but it's, it's, or it's footnotes. The majority of the pages are usually footnotes. <laughs> so it's not like, it's more like 150 pages. But anyway, I didn't read it all. You don't have to read it all. Let's just look at one page, okay? So this is what Durham reported on page 91. He says, The office, 
um, talking about his own re- his own office, like the people putting together his report. He said they considered as part of its investigation the government's handling of certain intelligence that it received during the summer of 2016. So this was before the election. This was when Trump this this was when Hillary Clinton's email scandal was really starting to blow up big. And and this is probably you know why they put out the Trump Russia scandal conspiracy theories. They wanted to distract from Hillary's legitimate scandal about her email server. So it said during summer of 2016, it says the intelligence concerned the purported approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security services. So this was a scandal that was invented by Hillary Clinton based on a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors. So Hillary Clinton and someone that we don't know, we could cons- we could talk about who it could be, but that isn't... It was someone in Hillary Clinton's inner circle. Somebody in the White House. Because so, somebody in the White House's inner circle. One of the elites, we could say. But again, we don't know the name. But Hillary Clinton and one of her foreign policy advisors threw out this idea, hey, let's make Trump look bad by stirring up a scandal claiming that there was interference by the Russian security services. So Durham says, we refer to that intelligence hereafter as the Clinton plan intelligence. Okay, and so when you read in the in the report about the Clinton plan intelligence, it was this conspiracy theory that was hatched by Hillary Clinton and this foreign policy advisor that they worked together to throw together this idea that Trump was colluding with Russia to try to steal the election. So they put this out there. Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe declassified the following information about the Clinton plan intelligence in September 2020 and conveyed it to the Senate Judiciary Committee. He said in late July 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis, alleging that U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign plan to stir up a a scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and the Russians' hacking of the Democratic National Committee. The IC does not know the accuracy of this allegation or the extent to which Russian intelligence analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication. So, John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence at that time, he was brought up before the Senate Judiciary Committee. He had to tell the truth. And he admitted that Hillary Clinton was behind this whole thing of trying to smear Donald Trump in this way. Okay, so it's just a, a scuzzy scamp campaign tactic. She's running for president. He's running for president. She throws out a baseless conspiracy theory to try to make Trump look bad. So a slimy thing to do, but it's, it's you know, it's the typical politician thing, right? It's a typical Clinton thing. They've been accused of much worse than, you know, telling lies about someone. But here's what also it says on page 91. If you can sit with me through one more paragraph of this report, I want to I want to mention one more thing here. Okay. According to his handwritten notes, CIA Director Brennan subsequently briefed President Obama and other national security officials on the intelligence, including the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump 
by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. So they use that same quotation again because they want to make it clear. This is something very important. Page 91 says something very important I want you to know about today. That according to the CIA director's notes that he had taken on this meeting, President Obama was in the meeting. He was here. Doesn't say he contributed to the discussion, but he was present as Hillary Clinton and her advisor came up with this idea to smear Donald Trump by pretending there's evidence that he's a Russian asset. Okay. Basically, hey, listen, anyone who's been paying attention knows this already. But we now have it in writing from a government investigation. We have it as someone who has taken his time, done his homework, and proven this, that President Obama was in the room when they hatched this conspiracy theory that they were going to use to smear Trump. For the entire three-year period, two and a half, three years, however long it was, for that entire span of time, Barack Obama knew full well that it was fake. He was there when they came up with the whole theory. He never once told the American people, oh yeah, Donald Trump, he's actually not working with the Russians. He knew it was fake from the beginning. Again, any of us would have known this. But now we have it in writing from an official investigation. The judicial branch of the... I mean, the judicial... It's not the branch of government. It's the executive branch. The Justice Department of the executive branch. Okay? They have now proven with their investigation that Obama knew this was a hoax the whole time and he never said anything about it. And surely President Biden as well, who was vice president at that time. He would have known this too. And we know that he would have known it was fake. And we know that a lot of these other people going out there who had the behind-the-scenes knowledge, people like Adam Schiff, who said, oh yeah, I can't share it with you because I'm on the Intelligence Committee of the Senate, but I know full well we have evidence that Donald Trump was working with the Russians. It's just a matter of time before we arrest him. He was going out there and saying he had the evidence. They didn't have the evidence because it was all fake. But I'm talking about Obama tonight. Or today, whenever you're listening. I'm getting out the episode late tonight on this Friday. Been a busy week. But I'm going to go ahead and get it done because it's a Friday show. I try to get them out on Fridays. So instead of 9 in the morning, you're getting it like 9 at night. But here, you get it. Anyway, (laughs) the president knew it was fake the whole time. Fox News had this opinion piece. I'm not the biggest fan of Fox News, but I liked their opinion piece they had about this. It said the Bureau talking about the FBI because they had went to the FISA courts and obtained a warrant to spy on Trump using this conspiracy theory that was brought about by Hillary Clinton's campaign. So basically the FBI was working. They're supposed to work for the president. They're supposed to work for Obama. They were trying to help Hillary Clinton stir up false allegations about Donald Trump. So then they used that for a warrant to spy on him when he was a presidential candidate. This is from the Democrats who go around complaining about, oh, blah, 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 it's a threat to our democracy. They were using the FBI to spy on their political enemies, using fake evidence that they cooked up in the, you know, the Oval Office or whatever. They made this stuff up and then they go to the FBI and they have the FBI get a warrant to spy on them. It is the most corrupt thing that's about the most corrupt thing that's ever happened in this country. And it happened under Obama. 
He was behind this whole thing. Him and Hillary Clinton, her anonymous advisor, all the people sitting in that room, the leaders of the FBI and the CIA, they all knew it was fake. And they spent years investigating Trump on this baloney. So back to what the Fox News said. The, the Bureau, the FBI, had no basis whatsoever to open the probe because agents lacked any actual evidence of collusion and introduced their own strict guidelines, according to Durham. Those in charge broke every rule in the book. In a brazen reversal of standards, they willingly exploited the Clinton lie as a pretext to persecute Trump with salacious and specious slurs. So I want you to know three things today, and that was number one. I want you to know what page 91 says of the Durham report. Okay, that's that's one thing I want you to know today. I'm going to talk about three things. That's number one. Here's number two, which is my point of all this today. As many, even CNN, as many media outlets had to admit last week, this, this exonerates Trump. This shows that he was innocent. Of course, you know, here we are three or four years later after the investigations were done. He's not even president anymore. Oh, now they're going to admit that he was innocent, that he wasn't a Russian spy or whatever. Now they're going to admit it. And they still do it begrudgingly, which is also admitting how much they lied during that time. They fabricated and put out ridiculous news stories claiming every single thing he did was evidence of his supposed collusion with Russia. Shows how ridiculous they were. They have to admit now that Trump was exonerated by this evidence, by this report. But the number point number two today is the report doesn't just show Trump is innocent. It proves that Obama and Biden are guilty. Obama and Biden are liars, guys. This is a black mark on Obama's record. Now, okay, it's been even longer since he was president. That doesn't mean we can't go back now and point out here, this proves he let he sat by silently which makes him just as guilty, in my opinion. He sat by silently knowing these baseless smears were being heaped on Donald Trump, hampering his administration. He let it go by for years. He let his voters, his voters, the Democrat voters, he let them believe a ridiculous, silly, stupid conspiracy theory. He let them believe it because it generated outrage against his political enemies. He let it go by for years. He's a liar. This is a black mark on his record. This is, if we had a real media, a real press, they would ask him about this. Oh, hey, the Durham report shows that you knew this was fake the whole time. Why didn't you say something? Why don't you just point out to everybody it was fake? Once Trump was president and he'd been elected and all that, why don't you at least go out there and say, hey, by the way, guys, there's no evidence behind this. You know, let it go. Why didn't you do that? He, he's, you know, in case you haven't noticed... He is somewhat persuasive among Democrat voters. <laughs> he is somewhat he is somewhat a person of influence among the Democrats. He could have shut this whole thing down. He could have just told the truth. Said, "Hey, guys, let's move on with our lives." He let it go on for years. He's a liar. And if you remember um whenever he left the White House, there was constant news stories and he was saying this about himself too. Constant news stories about how he was a scandal-free president. This was a scandal-free administration. <laughs> Do you remember hearing that all that time? It wasn't even true then with what we knew then. You know, Operation Fast and Furious, If and most people probably don't remember that, but Eric Holder, who was the attorney general, and this was around 2009, 2010, but he, uh, 
I believe. I'm kind of going off memory here. But basically what they did is they came, they came up with a, a plan to put some guns on the black market, but they were going to track where the guns went. And then they were going to, once they figured out where the guns went, they were going to go arrest all the people who got the guns. And basically the cartel, the cartels in Mexico got a hold of the guns and they lost track of them. So basically they just gave a bunch of guns to the cartel in Mexico. And then this scandal got out and Eric Holder didn't. So Eric Holder, you know, being loyal to Obama, he didn't throw Obama under the bus, which is what the, the Republicans really wanted him to do. They, they tried to bring him into Congress and force him to answer questions about it. And he refused. He refused to answer any questions about this. So they held him in contempt of Congress. And uh, that so that was a scandal. That was an Obama scandal right there. But <laughs> by the time he leaves office, he's a scandal-free administration. You say, well, that's not a very big deal. That was just a selling some guns to the cartels. What's the big deal about that? Okay, what about this one? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was the lie that he tried to sell Obamacare on. Told people, if you, if we, if you, hey, we vote in Obamacare, your taxes aren't going to go up a cent. Okay? Told people, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. You like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. They pass Obamacare, it messes up everyone's health care plans. This was called the PolitiFact lie of the year. Drove, drove the taxes up. It became a tax. It's, that's why it was allowed to go through. The Supreme Court said, well, it, we just count it as a tax. <laughs> it drove people's taxes up. It was all lies. He lied to people, took their money to make our health care worse. PolitiFact lie of the year. Scandal-free administration. He was caught using the NSA to spy on journalists. Uh, he was spying on a journalist from Fox News. There was the IRS scandal. If you don't remember where the IRS, um, th between the 2008 and the 2012 elections, the IRS started slow walking the paperwork from conservative groups when they were applying for tax exempt status. And they did this because they wanted to muzzle the, the right wing groups. They wanted to kind of muzzle them. Cause if you don't have your tax exempt status, um, then there's, you can't take donations as well. Um, they were, you know, these were like conservative political groups that wanted to speak out about what Obama was doing. And, you know, they were, you're going to give him some bad press. So the IRS really slow walked their applications. Meanwhile, if you were a left-wing left -wing group and you applied for tax exempt status, they'd put you right through. No holdups whatsoever. IRS got caught doing this. So when they got caught, the director or whatever of the IRS, it was Lois Lerner, she, she deleted all of her emails, dumped all of her emails. And then she had to resign in disgrace. And Obama claimed he had no knowledge of this going on. He said, oh, I just read about it in the papers like everyone else. So there was the IRS scandal. Uh, there was Benghazi, which this was all laid on Hillary Clinton, but she was just working for Barack Obama that one of our embassies in uh, Libya got attacked. And Obama's officials came out the next day and they didn't want people to pay attention to the fact that this, this embassy had been asking for help. And Hillary Clinton had been ignoring them. So when the attack happened and, and some Americans actually died over there in Benghazi at that embassy, then uh, Obama's people went out and they said it was about a YouTube video. Uh, Susan Rice, I forget her title at that time, NSA director or advisor or something. I don't, I don't remember what her title was at that time, but Susan Rice, she was the one who went out. She said, oh, it was it. 
they they got mad about a, a YouTube video that had been on YouTube for six months where um, someone was making fun of uh, Allah or Muhammad or something. So she blamed it on a YouTube video and said that's why they attacked Benghazi. Tried to try to smear, like, just try to misdirect everybody, redirect their attention away from Hillary Clinton's failures. So there's a there's a few scandals under Obama's belt. I didn't even get to the tan suit thing, guys. <laughs> I didn't even get to that. That was what they said. Oh, his only scandal was wearing a tan suit one time. No one cares about that. They actually care about the Americans that that got killed in Benghazi. They got they got upset about um, the guns being sold to Mexican cartels. They they got furious about uh, their taxes going up. They got mad about losing their health care plans. They got mad about being spied on by the NSA. They got mad about the IRS misusing its authority to try to hurt conservative groups. So, you know, those were those were legitimate scandals that the media just wants to pretend never happened. Just want to pretend never happened. And they would love you to never think that this one happened, that the Durham report shines a light on. But this is just Obama's latest scandal. He's full of scandals, guys. He's a very corrupt man. Very evil president. Worst president. I know people want to say Biden's the worst president. I know he's, I'd say he's second worst. We wouldn't be dealing with all this junk from Biden if it wasn't for the eight years of Obama that our country will probably never recover from. I'm always thinking I want to do an episode one of these days about the worst president of our lifetime. That's what I want to call it. And the the buildup would be, you'd think I'm talking about Biden. It's Obama. He was the worst president of our lifetime. We, if, if it hadn't, yes, Biden's been horrible. He's run this thing into the ground. If it hadn't been for all the damage done by eight years of Obama, we could recover from this Biden junk. But between Obama and now Biden being Obama's third term, uh, which this is Obama's third term. Okay, you're getting what if we had four more years of Obama, it would be exactly this. He's he's loving this. He gets to he gets to hide. So this is a real quote from Obama. You can look this up. He said it in the past year or two. Um, he was he was asked in an interview. Um, might have been at the it might have been at the end of it. No, I think it was more recent than that. But it, you can look this up. So he says they asked him what he would like to do. He says, "Well, I'd love to just keep being president, but I'd love to just sit in my basement and just call someone and tell them what to do." That's what that's what Obama said. Let me find the actual quote. <laughs> I'm okay. I found it. I'm just gonna play it for you. I want to actually play this. You. You will not believe this is real. This is what he literally said. It looks like it was in 2021, maybe December of 2020. Listen to this. So now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what? If if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a I had a, a stand in, a front man or front woman, and and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh doing all the talking and ceremony uh, <laughs> see he would love to just sit in his basement in his pajamas and run the country and put an earpiece in someone else and let them take all the flack let them take all the hate for his horrible policies he would have loved to implement when he was president he was just telling us exactly what he's doing guys they're not hiding it we've known all along Biden's not running this thing we're in Obama's third term. You want to know what another... He's the worst president. He's still basically the president. He's the worst president in American history. Look at the damage he's done to this country. We will probably never recover, whether it's DeSantis or whoever next time around, we'll probably never recover from what's been done to this country 
by 12 years now of Obama being in charge. Okay, it'll be 12 after next year. This is what's going on in our country right now, guys. And what I just want to make sure you emphasize what you learned today. He knew about this Trump-Russia scandal from the start, and yet he kept his mouth shut. He let the media lie to you about it for years. Years! He let his own voters believe the lie because it helped his party politically. He let it go on for years, and he was involved in it from the start. Another quote here from the Fox piece I was, I was reading from earlier. It says, Beyond Clinton, there are many villains in this sordid story, but none so contemptible as Obama, Biden, Brennan, Clapper, and Comey. They knew it was all a cunning lie, but kept silent to hide the truth. They watched as a spatum of false allegations tore the nation apart. So here's what I want to say today for point two. From now on, we are referring to him as disgraced former president Barack Obama. Okay? No longer Barack Obama. No longer President Barack Obama. No longer former President Barack Obama. He is disgraced former president Barack Obama because of this report. And before this report, too. But, But now we have it in writing. Okay. Here's point three today. I know your blood's... I hope it's boiling. This is something we should be mad about. This is something you should be furious about is how much the media and these politicians have got away with lying to you for the past several years and are just now being forced to admit the truth because the executive branch, um, because a special counsel was appointed to investigate this and has now told us the truth. You should be mad about this. I want to make you just a little bit madder before we go because I know this makes us sympathetic to Trump, right? This makes us feel sorry for Trump. This makes us feel bad for him and all the crap he's had to go through. Point number three today, I'm not defending Trump. I am not defending Trump. And I want to tell you why. And I know it sounds like, hey, you should, because he was lied about for years. He was mistreated. It was unfair. You're right. But I am done defending Trump. And let me just tell you why. It's because of his attitude over the past six months or so. And honestly, it goes back longer than that. But let's just talk about what he's been doing the past few months. In the past few months, he has claimed or implied things like Ron DeSantis is gay, that he had a, or that he had a sexual relationship with teenage girls when he was a teacher, or that Ron DeSantis wants to take away Social Security. He, listen, he is taking every ridiculous conspiracy theory, trying to tie him to George Soros and Klaus Schwab. He, he's calling him Ron, they're calling him Ron DeSoros and stuff like that. They are taking every ridiculous conspiracy theory that that Trump and his team can come up with and are trying to throw it at DeSantis now, just like what happened to him all those years ago. Here's what the Bible says. I know this is not a Bible study podcast. I have a different podcast for Bible studies. It's called Cross References. Go check that out. And yes, you get a lot more Bible in that one. Sometimes you get it in this one too. Here's what the Bible says, guys. Some words of wisdom right here. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows... That will he also reap. Or you can look in the book of Proverbs. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. Okay? And that's true for everybody involved in this scandal. Not just Trump the victim, but I mean, every everybody who was involved in this scandal, the evil deeds that they did, that they attempted to do so that they would win the election, well, they did not work. And now they are exposed for the whole world to see. They have fallen into their own trap. And now everybody can see 
if they would just look at page 91 of the Durham report, who was involved in setting up this whole stupid conspiracy, this whole baseless lie. So they all fell into their own pit now. Now we have disgraced former president Barack Obama. Back to what the Bible says. Okay, listen to this. Woe to the wicked. It shall be ill with him for what his hands have dealt out should be done to him. Here's my point about President Donald Trump, former president. He is engaging in the same baloney that people did to him for years, and he was doing it to people before he was president too. Do you remember what he was trying to say Ted Cruz was Canadian? That Ted Cruz's dad was, because Ted Cruz in the 2016 primary, Ted Cruz was his biggest challenger and I still say should have been the man who who got the nomination for the party that year. I think we'd be in a lot better shape. I think we'd be in his second term right now. Ted Cruz was the guy that Trump was throwing all this ridiculous baloney at, attacking his wife, all that kind of stuff, acting like just these juvenile, petty attacks, personal attacks, baseless attacks. And now he's doing it again to Ron DeSantis. And so what I'm seeing is this, because I read you there what the Bible says. Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for what his hands have dealt out shall be done to him. And what I'm seeing is this when I look at Trump. The man who spread baseless conspiracy theories about Ted Cruz's dad assassinating JFK and baseless conspiracy theories about Obama not being a real American citizen and spread baseless conspiracy theories about Ted Cruz being Canadian and, and not an American citizen and spread baseless conspiracy theories about voting machines being hacked in 2020 and spread baseless conspiracy theories about Ron DeSantis being a sexual deviant. Well, Donald Trump was himself the victim of baseless conspiracy theories, okay? The man who was called Orange Hitler for years, this week he's going on his true social and making Hitler jokes about Ron DeSantis, who is his fellow Republican, and he's making Hitler jokes about him and Satan jokes about him. The same stuff that Trump lived with and whined about for years, now he is doing to Ron DeSantis, who, who is a good man and a not can't be accused of 10% of the malfeasance and character flaws that are embodied in Donald Trump. So I say, you reap what you sow. I am no longer defending Trump for his unfair treatment. I'm gonna acknowledge it was unfair. I want to talk about how the media lied and how Obama lied and how Biden lied and how Hillary and I'll, t- I'll talk about that all day. But I'm done defending Trump because as far as I'm concerned, Trump brings it on himself. Okay, what goes around comes around. He reaps what he sows. Hey, thanks for listening to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. This has been Luke Taylor. And by the way, If you hear that disgraced former president, Barack Obama, was scandal-free, that's just fake news.